Let's send up a praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. We magnify the mighty name. We magnify the mighty name of the Lord. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful God. Jesus, we love you. Lord, we love you. 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 Let's make our way back to our seats. I believe the Lord wants to speak to us today. He has been ministering to this congregation over the last few Sundays. Jesus. Jesus. Mm. Woo. My, my, my. Can we praise him one more time? Oh, come on. Listen up a praise. Send up a praise to the King of Kings. Jesus, we love you. Oh, we praise you. Mm. My, my, my. What a presence of the Lord. What a touch of God. We have such a diversity of situations. So many battles that are going on in our midst. Good families facing ugly giants. Good single men and women being battled by horrible spirits. Those of us facing the tragedy of a loss, the loss of a loved one, facing the difficulty of battling our very health for survival. So many things that are going on. Struggles in marriages, struggles with children. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them it's the last days. I want to tell you, there's nowheres in that book that tells me that I'm going to lose the victory in the last days. When God comes back for his church, he's coming back for a church that is triumphant, a church that is full of faith, a church that is overcoming. We are not weak. We are not anemic. We are not torn apart. We are not undone. We stand in the victory of the power of the Holy Ghost. Come what may, we are a part of the body of Christ. And the church, the bride of our Lord and Savior, is strong and mighty. Hallelujah. Can you shout hallelujah? Shout it again. Somebody shout victory. What a mighty God we serve. The Lord has been ministering to us over the last few Sundays about the fact that we have power over our current situations. Just a few Sundays ago, we talked about power over the water under our feet. It took us a couple of Sundays to get through it, but... The Lord let us know that Peter may have been in a storm, but he had God had given him power over the situation, power over the conditions. He ministered to us. Then he talked to us. He began with this last Sunday talking about giants in our life. 
but that we have power over these giants. When you go to 2 Samuel, don't stand, don't turn there, don't have time. Read 2 Samuel chapter 21, verses 15 through the rest of the chapter when you get home for your homework. We find in those verses a numerous amount of battles with giants. The Lord had was speaking to me. He spoke to us last Sunday, and and uh, I have preached this uh, this message in many countries around the world. Uh, but the Holy Ghost spoke to me, uh, and He said, "Son, you've got giants in your own congregation. It's time to address the people and let them know we have power over all the power." of the enemy. I wish somebody would get a hold of this. I wish you would truly believe this. That devil is a liar. He was conquered 2,000 years ago. He's still conquered today. The blood of Jesus gives me power. Does anybody believe that today? I want to talk to us for a few more minutes here this morning. If there is a giant in your valley, whatever that circumstance may be, it could be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially. It could be in the marriage. It could be with the children. It could be with difficulties in your life as a single young man, a single young woman. We live in troubled times, but God is not in trouble. Oh, that was a little weak. I said we live in troubled times. But God is not in trouble. The God that rules over my soul, the God that rules in my life, he is not worried about the things going on around about me. He's not worried about the waves. The winds do not scare him. The water does not frighten him. I've come to tell us today we have power over the giants in our life. We need to quit letting those things call out to us and intimidate us. We spoke about it just a little bit last week. Giants try to isolate you. They try to get you all by yourself. They want to close you off from the brethren. They want you to forget that you're a part of a body of brothers and sisters that know how to pray, that know how to get a hold of God and beat up on that old devil if you please. And if it's not a spirit and it's just a human thing, then we can get wisdom from God and get direction. The first thing we have to learn is that we are not in this alone. We have brothers. We have sisters. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. We've come to tell you, we've showed up today to help you battle your giant. We've showed up today to help you in your situation. We're going to pray with you. We're going to fast with you. We're going to call on God with you. We're going to encourage you. We're going to strengthen you. We're going to lift you up. We're going to talk faith into you.
You know what the Bible says about one to another? The word of the Lord says, and you can look these verses up later. The Bible says, be kind one to another. It says, prefer one another. It says, be in the same mind toward one another. Ten times it tells us to love one another, edify one another, receive one another, care for one another, serve one another, forbear one another, forgive one another, submit yourselves to one another, comfort one another, exalt one another, consider one another, speak not evil of one another, have compassion on one another, hospitality to one another, and fellowship with one another. Come on, we're a church, we're a body. We're a group. You're not alone. We're in this together. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, the body of Christ is here for you. The power of God is in your midst. He's come to bless. He's come to strengthen. It says bear one another burdens. That means when you're heavy and you can't even stand and you bow your head and along comes a brother who happens to be having a good day. The Bible says don't walk on the other side and wonder what's wrong with your brother. The Bible says take their arm, put it around you and say come on brother, I got a little extra strength today. I've got a little extra faith today. I'll help you today. We'll get through this together. We'll make it together. You're not going to fail. You're not going to fall. We're not going to allow it. We're going to kill this thing together. We're going to destroy this thing together. We're going to help you together. We're going to get you over this. We're going to get you through this. We're going to get you out of this. Man, I wish I had some help up in here. Let's worship the Lord just for a moment. brother and tell him I'm with you. Tell him I'm for you. Tell him I'll help you. Look at your brother and your sister and say, be encouraged. You're my brother. You're my sister, so take me by the hand. Come on, somebody. That's all I know. Together, we will work till he comes. What? There is no foe. That can defeat us when we walk hand in hand or whatever it is, don't matter, as long as we do it together. I wish somebody would get a hold of this right now. I'm telling you, God has come to speak to you today. Don't be isolated. Don't get all by yourself. Don't shut yourself off. Pick up that phone. Call a sister. Call a brother. Get encouraged. Let them pray with you. Come together. Don't let that devil isolate you. Put you off all by yourself. Convince you it's just you. That's what he did. Down in that valley of Elah, Goliath looked up at an entire army of Israel. And he said, send me a man. He made them look at themselves. Their own ability, their own talent, their own strength. None of us have that. What we need. None of us have that. 
Don't you let him isolate you. No. Refuse it. Don't you sit in your room and close your door and shut your windows and cry all to yourself and have pity upon yourself. And I, I know we have some tough situations, so I don't mean that sarcastically. I know that we can sit in rooms. I've done it myself. I can sit quietly, dark in a room, and just bring all kinds of self-pity upon me. Woe is me. Why, God? Why me? Why am I having to deal with this? And Why do I have to deal with that? Why does that one come against me? Why does that one that? Why is that one in that trouble? Why is all that mess here? Send that down, to the, down the road to the non-believers. Get all wrapped up in our own self-pity. Get all wrapped up in our own wounds. Lick our own wounds like a dog all by herself. When all I've got to do is get up and find a brother, find a sister or two, bind together with them. And the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst of I think there's a reason why he said we're two or three. I know there's closet praying. I know we got to get along with God. But when you're going through something, God said go find somebody. Link up with someone. Begin to pray. Seek my face. I will come in to your midst. And that's what we need, isn't it? We need Jesus on our side. That's who killed that giant. Did you come to me with a sword and a shield? I come to you in the name of Jesus, the name of Jehovah. Look at your neighbor and tell him you need him. Dear Lord, I preached that last week. Some of y'all must not got it. Now, there's something else I want you to understand. Now, the devil's a little clueless on this. You know, the Bible says that if he would have known What was going to happen in that grave? If he would have known what was going to happen on that cross. The word of God tells us he would have never picked on that one. He left that one alone. In fact, what he would have done was he would have tried to convince more people Make him king. Make him a god. Hoping maybe to get to his flesh. Mm. The word says he was clueless. Clueless. And that old devil, I'm gonna, you need to go home and read Judges chapter 3 verses 1 through 4. The Bible says that the Lord preserved. Five Philistine kings to teach his people how to fight. He wouldn't even let them beat them up. He preserved the enemy. He matched them up, Brother Emmons. Devil thought he had you. Kidneys not working. Everything in your body failing. But every service you could, you come park your little body. Well, if your wife's with you, y'all backslide about 14 seats. But when you're by yourself, you come up here with me and Jesus. But every service he could be here, you found his weak, tormented, Wearing out, rolling away body. Didn't look like he's going to make another day. Call him up. We got a kidney for you. 
Come get your transplant. Get halfway there. Sorry. Things went wrong. I don't know how many times that happened. Three times. Called him up. Come on. Got your kidney for you. Three times he had to come back home disappointed. One of them, I think they had you there. They even prepped you. Got you ready, all prepared. And woke up, thought he was going to have a kidney. Had to been told no. Sent him back home. Oh, looks like you're losing that battle. And then looks like that devil's got you, man. But you knew where to go. You knew where to be. You knew home wasn't the place. You knew that little room where you locked yourself in, felt sorry for yourself, wasn't the place to be. You knew getting out, coming to the house of God, getting a hold of the people of God, touching the power of God, was the place to be. Bible says he preserved, he set those enemies aside. That old devil, he thinks he's got you. But what he doesn't understand is that God actually chose that devil just for you. He matched you up. Anybody else? would fail the test. But God already knew that everything you needed to make it through the battle, to go down in that valley and not trust in your flesh, but trust in the name of Jesus Christ. He knew you would be able to make it. I got news for that devil. He thinks he's got you. He thought he killed you, baby. You had that old tumor in your brain the size of a big fat banana. They ripped your skull open, ripped your veins apart, had to sew you back together. They said, we don't think she's going to live. We didn't realize the veins that stuck to the skull. Doesn't look like it. If you woke up, you thought the tumor was going to be gone. But oh no, it was still there. But you held on. You made your way to the house of God. And now God has removed it. Look at you. I know I did this before, but this is a walking miracle. She told me today, she said, Brother Kyle, I have a device that helps me get out of bed. But yesterday and today, I didn't have to use it. I got out of bed all by myself. <laughs> that old devil, he thought he found you. That old devil, he thought he had you. He saw you when you were weak. He saw you when you were down. He saw you when everything was against you, Jackie. Everything against you. But I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, it's not you that's in trouble. It's the devil. Because God is setting that devil up for the biggest loss he has ever seen, for the greatest catastrophe he has ever witnessed in your life. I'm here to tell you, when this thing is over, the glory of God is going to shine. Men are going to be drawn because your giant, your devil is about to lose God has given you what you need to overcome, to conquer, and to defeat. Clap your hands to the Lord. Give God praise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he preserved. Look at your neighbor. Tell him. Water break. Woo! Wasn't that good? That's good water. 
he set them aside. He preserved them for Israel that the day would come. Now, I got them written down in here. If you look at the names of these kings, one of them was the king of the Philistines. It means to be shoved into the dust. The other was the Canaanites. It means to be humiliated. The other was the Sidonians. It means to be chased or hunted down. And then there's the Hevites, which means the battle of the flesh. And friend, if you've lived for God any time at all, you've been shoved in the dust, you've been humiliated, you've been chased, and you battle your flesh. But I've come to tell us today that the devil's been set up. He's about to lose. God has mercy. I wish somebody would get a hold of this. God has chosen you to defeat that adversary, not only in your life, but in the life of others. God knows what's in you. If you believe that, can you praise him? Can you praise him? Can you praise him? Somebody shout, I have been chosen to defeat my enemy. Shout it again. I have been chosen to defeat my enemy. You're not losing. You're not going to lose this thing. Are you kidding me? Sister Wanda, she just got a bill of health. They said she's, you're going to die. Everything's wrong with you. You're falling apart. Your body won't produce on or something. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, you, there's no cure. You're going to die. But oh, she didn't hide in a room somewhere. She didn't shut herself in. She didn't cut herself off. She came to the house of God and we prayed for her. She went back to the doctor, and she was still sick. We prayed again. She went back to the doctor, and she was still sick. We prayed. I don't know how many times we prayed. Maybe 10, maybe 15, maybe 20. But today she stands before me with a clear barrel of health. days twice a day he had marched down into that valley giants are bold they intimidate they challenge send me a man Oh, God, what's this in the throne saying? Just hold on there, little giant. I got one coming. Right now, he's tending a few sheep. What's that I hear? Oh, it's the sounds of praise to my name. Hold on there, little giant. He marches out into that valley. Send me a man. Hold on there, little giant. You see, he's busy right now fighting a lion. Send me a man. 40 days, 40 nights. Hold on there, little giant. He's busy right now fighting a bear. Some of y'all fighting things you think's a giant. It's just a bear. Some of y'all fighting things you think it's a giant. It's just a lion. Well, why am I having to go through this? He getting you ready for the giant. 
Because he set you aside for that giant. That old devil down in that valley, he had all of Israel trembling, hiding behind the rocks. Elab, Shammah, and Abinadad, the three elder brothers of, of David, the three mighty men, three mighty soldiers of, of Saul's army, hiding and trembling before the rocks. But God said, don't pay no attention, devil, to the ones hiding behind the rocks, because that's not the one I chose for you. God, I wish somebody would get a hold of this. Let me just insert something real quick right here. Stop fighting devils that don't belong to you. Let me put it in plain vernacular. Keep your nose in your own business. Keep your nose in your own business. Keep your mouth off your brother and off your sister. And if they have a problem, the Bible says go to them in meekness and in love. Don't condemn them. It's not your job to call their sin out. They already know what they're doing. It's your job to go up to them and give them a big hug and say, I want you to know I love you and I'm praying for you. I'm here to help you. Let's pray together. Let's choose a fast day together. Let's call on God together. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to strengthen you. I've come to encourage you. Some of y'all fighting devils, you were never designed to fight. And that's why you're trembling behind rocks. They were never meant for you. You just put your nose where it didn't belong. You're like the seven sons of Skeva. Is that his name? Staviva, Sigeneva, Skeva. Oh, weird name. <laughs> seven sons of Skeva. That wasn't their devil. Get all cocky. All up in themselves. We adjure you in the name of the God of Paul the Apostle. Come out of him. Paul, I know. Why? Because God chose Paul for those devils. Jesus, I know. Why? Because he's over all the devils. Remember, he walks on the sea. We walk on the water. He walks on the sea. There's a big difference. Bible says those devils came out. They ripped the clothes off of them people. And they sent the seven sons of Sceva running, begging for their very own lives. What do you say? We get back in the will of God. Listen, what did Jesus say? Thank God, one honest one in the bunch. Jesus said, Jesse... Stop worrying about tomorrow. Because the devils in tomorrow don't belong to you. They belong to him. He said, I'll take care of your tomorrows. I'll take care. Of, don't worry about what's coming. He said, watch me. He said, there's enough devils today. That's what he said. He said, there's plenty of evil in the day you're in. Why are you going to add evil in tomorrow? Quit battling things you were never designed to battle. What do you say we get back focused on what God has called us to do? And that is to be soul winners and to reach for the loss and to spread this gospel. You want to get in a fight with a devil? Start witnessing to somebody. I promise you the devil will show up. But I also promise you that God will give you the strength in that moment and in that hour to conquer whatever you have to face. He preserved those things. Now here's the revelation you got to get. I'm going to have to quit here. I'm only on devil number 
Number two. You got to get the revelation that there is nothing in your life that God has not already trained you for. And he has given you the wisdom to do what you need to do to defeat this giant that's in your life. First of all, you have to understand you got to come to church. You can't stay home. We need one another. We need one another. Secondly, is you need to get a grip on yourself. And stop letting that devil lie to you that you have no hope. Listen, if you have no hope and you're taken out of this world, it's because God took you. He's the giver and the taker of life. You have allowed that adversary to get in your mind and cause you to tremble with the others behind the rocks. When God has particularly chosen you to fight this battle because he knows you're able. He matched you to your battle. You know that scripture we love to quote, right? For God shall not put more on you than you can bear. Music, if you'll come. That verse goes on to say, but if you reach that place where you feel like, I got that in here somewhere, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to find that if I can, I can quote it. There have no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Everybody say God's faithful. Tell your neighbor God's faithful. Tell your neighbor, God is faithful to you. Now watch, watch. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. And that's where we stop. Because that's all we want to hear. The only thing we want to hear is that when it gets where it gets to the point where we think it's more than we can handle, God's just going to reach in and pull us out. But that's not what that verse says at all. It goes on to say, but will with the temptation. With the difficulty in your life. Also make a way to escape. He didn't say escape from the difficulty. He said with it. Are y'all with me? But will with the temptation also will with the temptation also make a way to escape and look how it ends that ye may be able to bear it nowheres in those verses does God take you out everywheres in that verse does he bring you through why 
because he matched you up to your situation. I won't tell you. For some of you, what you're facing, God thinks a whole lot of you. You know where that whole Job mess started, right? When God said to the devil, Have you considered my servant Job? I think the world of him. Well, God's sure got a funny way to show it sometimes, doesn't he? I love Job. The devil says, Well, you got a hedge about it. Take that hedge down. Let me take his stuff. He'll curse you to you. He'll curse you to your face. Devil, you setting yourself up for lose. You're gonna lose. You know the story. Well, let me take his health. He'll curse you. His wife walks in there. She's not even the one sick. Ain't nothing wrong with her. Except she don't get her Mary Kay. Is that what they call it, Mary Kay? Some kind of makeup. Because Job done lost all his sheep. Lost all his money. Lost all his wealth. Now he's lost her, his health. She's all upset because she don't get all the benefits of wealth. She walks in there and says, why don't you curse God at night? You talk like a foolish man. What are you talking about? Naked I came in this world, naked I'm going to leave. But let's me and you settle one thing right now. Wife, I will be praising him with my last breath. I will be praising him with my last breath. You were not just haphazardly walking down the road of life. Some horrible thing happened to you. Some devil happened chance saw you and decided he would attack. Because there's not a devil that touches you without permission. Let me take this away from her. She'll curse you. Let me take this from him. He'll... He'll leave. He'll walk out on you. I wish we could get a hold of this simple revelation today. That God trusts you. Tell your neighbor, God trusts you. I don't have anything to do with being perfect. There's not a one of us in here without sin. James or John says, if you say you're without sin, you're a liar. God fighting for you and loving you and helping you and delivering you. It's not based on your perfection or your righteousness. Because your righteousness is as filthy rags to him. 
I don't believe, now listen to me, I don't believe anyone else could have gone to Saul, later known as Paul, except Ananias. God sent him. God chose him. Now, he didn't want to go to, uh, uh, <clears throat> um, Lord, uh, Saul, Saul. Are we talking about same Saul? The one that's been cutting heads off, casting into prison. Are you and I talking about same Saul? He said, I want you to go tell Saul. That he's going to have to suffer. Many things for my name. He didn't say, go tell Saul, I've called him to this great, powerful ministry. Blinded eyes are going to see. Dead's going to be raised. Lame is going to walk again. Go, go tell him how great and mighty things he's going to do. He said, go tell Saul. That he's going to have to suffer many things. Now, brother, if you're going to play and put me in a mood, a mellow mood, don't stop. I don't know what to do. You, your finger's tired. You got one right next to you. You can do it. Let's stand. Listen. God sent Simon Peter to the house of Cornelius. Now, at that time, there wasn't nothing but a bunch of Jews that had this gospel. God was about to bring into the church the Gentiles. Now, he couldn't send just any Jew. What's kind of odd to you and I is that in our mind, he chose the, the worst one. Simon Peter, are you kidding me? It wasn't easy. I had to give him three visions. Call not, call not common what I want. Not unclean, but I have cleansed well. But God knew Simon could do this. He sent Philip to Samaria, Barnabas with Paul. He sent Moses back to Egypt, John to be the Baptist, Joshua, and the list goes on and on. You're not the one in trouble. The devil's the one in trouble. Because when God gets done, I'm not telling you it's not going to hurt. I'm not telling you it's not the most difficult thing you could ever face. I'm telling you, you're not going to lose. You keep your faith in God. You stay faithful to the house of God. You make sure that you bring brothers and sisters into your life. And I am here to tell you, you are not going to lose. Satan is going to lose. Why did the Lord choose me? Because nobody else could do it.
Everybody else would have failed. And God is going to use you and your circumstance to put hope into the hearts of the lost. Into the hearts and the minds of other brothers and sisters that no matter how difficult it looks, no matter how horrible the situation, I can make it. Because you're not going to be the last one this happens to. You're not going to be the only one that has to walk through that valley. And others will be able to look upon you and say, I can make it. I can make it. Yay. <laughs> Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear the giants that are there. wonder if there's anyone here today you would like to make your way down I know I'm ending this a little bit different I know many of us were prayed for before service but today you can step out from where you are and make your way down that aisle and what you are doing is making an acknowledgement that I will not lose. I will not fail. I will succeed. You are making an acknowledgement to Satan himself. You thought you had me. You thought this would destroy me. But what you did not know, Satan, is that I have been chosen for you. You weren't chosen for me. I was chosen for you. God didn't let you do this to another family because it would have destroyed them. He allowed it to come my way because I'm going to show the world that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world.